Good Monday morning, it's Matt Hodell with the Bastards of Art Podcast coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. This is the podcast where basically, in a nutshell, uh, you find out that uh, you're not alone, that there's all kinds of people that suffer from the mental block of creativity or the feeling of not being successful because they haven't achieved the benchmarks that maybe... um, desired you know like oh i've never been published i've never been in an art show who cares man just create some goddamn art have some fun kick back drink coffee socialize with friends and you know do something a little more productive with your life than sitting around playing video games and looking at the same bull crap on facebook uh you know you, you can do what you want if you want to play facebook games that's fine but uh you know i i think uh for me there's a whole level of personal reward for um discovering and creating and you know, you know just kind of putting pen to paper or brush to canvas you know words to uh, a good story and uh, you know so this isn't limiting to uh just uh painters or just you know i'm, I'm this is like a nice umbrella underneath that umbrella there's everything that has to do with being creative if you do leather work or if you do uh you know i don't fuck i don't know embroidery if you do something that's creative and fun but you know you you're like oh why do i even do this this is the podcast for you you do it because it makes you feel good damn it and you're not alone um but then we also kind of think about you know why we're doing it and you know what our intentions are and how to maybe gain a little bit of momentum and popularity and success and what in our endeavor um that being said i've been reading a book i've been rereading a book it's called visual thinking by uh, rudolph arnheim uh, it's been around for quite a while. Actually, my mom uh, introduced me to the first copy. I eventually got my own. Um, reread it as, a, as an older person rather than, uh, you know, when I first came across it. I did not understand. I don't think I had the life experience uh, um, in, in art to really understand what this book can can touch on. Um, and it really breaks down. Like, you know, it's funny. When I, when I think about art, can art be taught? I don't know. I, I mean... I don't know if art can be taught in the sense of like um, how to weld or you know how to build a house. You know, there's you start at the beginning and you and you end when you're finished. You know, I think I think there's there's perception. I think that's the biggest thing that is elusive to most people is, is perception is um, the reorganization of how we see things, and that's a jo- that's the artist's job. And so if if I was to help an artist or or, or someone who said I want to learn how to art. Um, you know, the first thing you'd work on is, well, how do you see the world? You know, and there's, there's definitely, um, drills and, and lessons you can do to help people see what art is and, and how you can have the power to reorganize what people see. So that brings us to really the first chapter in this book. And, and, uh, the first chapter, it was called, uh, early stirrings and it goes back and talks about Aristotle and Plato and how they kind of saw the creative aspects of life and, and they broke it down and they basically, if you take it and think of it like this really quick, you have the, your sensory, which is your eyeballs, right? Your eyeballs are a, are an optical nerve. They bring information in. Eyeballs do not think. Eyeballs do not go, you know, they're, they're, they're just, they're just like little cameras. They, they feed you the information, do it, do what, do what you will with the information. Um, then it talks about perception, and then it talks about um, uh, um, uh, reason, uh, and and how do we how do we cognitively uh, reason with what we what we're what we're seeing with with perception we bring in, and then we reason with it. I mean, a, a cheap way to think about this would be like an optical illusion. You see the optical illusion; it's telling you um, that an object is closer than it really appears. Um, 
and and then you reason well actually this is probably what's making that happen you know some people never get to the reasoning part some people just take the perception part and go no that's what it is but the the thing about what this the first chapter of this book even though it's a little kind of screwy and uses you know too many five dollar words some of it is is that it basically says you cannot have uh, one without the other you cannot have reason without uh, an object to perceive uh and then uh, but it, it, what it reinstates over and over again is you can, what you perceive from your sensory should not be trusted. So I'll say that again. What you perceive from your sensory should not be trusted. You should use a little bit of reasoning to go along with that. Um, and so this might not be a podcast about how to be creative, but I think it's a good perspective on like how do we see art um, and how do we see basically this this is more broad this talks about just your environment around you you know but the thing about about art is is it's it's a kind of a weird thing where um it's not so abc um it's not so straightforward as say math or um learning how to dig a hole um it's there's a there's a whole level of perception in there and because of that perception art gets kind of kicked out of the um lower end of academic uh like high school and grade school you know wow why my kid why my kid learn how to art when they should be learning math that's a real world skill what they don't realize is is that that perception not trusting it and using reasoning to kind of help understand what what did i just see what did i just see using the reasoning to understand your perception builds uh, your cognitive in such a way that you become stronger so that when you do go do math you 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 know how to help problem solve you know how to help um, be a little more creative even in math um, it's funny too because uh, the book talks about um, uh, it, it actually uses the word primal stuff and I'll read this part it says the, the carpenter the butcher the bowman the swimmer achieve their skill not by accumulating facts concerning their art nor by the energetic use of either muscles or outward senses, but they're utilizing the fundamental kinship which, underneath apparent distinctions and diversities, unites their own primal stuff to the primal stuff of the medium in which they work. And, and that, that is kind of the truth, is that, that once you just kind of tap into the primal side of, of creating art, that's what we're doing. And then... Uh, to get better at doing that primal stuff, we, we refine it by reasoning. Am I getting the message across when people perceive my painting? Do they reason and come up with the message I was trying to explain? If that's important to you, if it's not important to you, whatever. But uh, when you think about it, it's funny they use the word primal stuff. I mean, this book's chucked full of these large, large words, and then it then it uses big capital letters, primal stuff. Um, where, you know, when you think about it, though, I mean... Every old cave, if you find an Indian arrowhead or an indigenous person's arrowhead and, and whatever, um, there's going to be a painting on that cave wall, you know? So from the very beginning, we've been trying to use art to communicate who we are, who we run with, who our tribe is, um, what we should and should, you know, kind of like... And I think that part's really amazing that even before the written word was down, even before we were able to uh, enjoy Shakespeare or, or whatever, you know, even, you know, Bukowski for that matter, even before we were able to see that written word down, the, the way we accept communication, the, the, the primal 
way to communicate was through an expression of art. You know, it was just a matter of putting some images on a wall. You'd see them. You'd say, hey, those, those look like two little legs. No, they look like four little legs. Look, look at that. There's a hunter chasing a, uh, maybe a, a giraffe or, you know, whatever he wants to kill for that for dinner that day. Um, but it, it, it's still, we, we took it in with our sensory we perceived it as something, and then we reasoned. Like, oh, it couldn't be a giraffe. You know, they, they didn't have giraffes in the middle of Europe, so maybe it was an antelope, you know. And that, that, that reasoning takes over, and we kind of, like, start to decipher what's happening. And, and we, now we've gotten to the point where people are so creative and so so technical and so deep and so layered that, uh, you know, we it is funny to me, this might be a side tangent, that, that, that we... It, we don't we don't let art just be art anymore sometimes we don't let just the creative process be the creative process anymore it's got to be chocked full of rich meaning and and what does it mean and you know sometimes it's just, it's just a matter of like well i don't know it's i don't know if it means anything it's just i'm expressing uh, a, a way to to speak visually uh through my art and um you know this is this is this is just what I do. It's just another way that I communicate. You know, some people get angry and punch walls when they want to express themselves. And I personally, I draw a funny little picture. So you know, um, but you know what I like about art is sometimes we can take those hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of drawings and pictures and paintings, and we pick one special one and we bring it to fruition. We 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 finish the painting, um, and and it becomes something. You know, something that just kind of marks a time in our life of how we were reasoning, how we were thinking, how we were feeling from from that point on. Uh, life can be uh, life can be a trip, man. Um, I just I really enjoy uh, what I really enjoy about art is the freedom that's involved. That you know you have to be careful not to trap yourself into thinking I have to make art this way or I have to I have to create this way or I won't have friends and or I won't I won't get likes. I mean we're this is going to be a beat beat up horse, but I just want you to stop and think about this really quick. Why are you on Instagram? Why are you on Facebook? I know I know that I, I say in the past they're great tools for marketing and that's that's still true. But just make sure you're not on there to get the correct likes because it's like an author who gets his first number one bestseller and that came from his heart. That came before he had the observant eye studying his every move. He just freely wrote what he thought would be the best novel you know, that he could come up with or, or painter that came up with us painting they could come up with. But, but then it gets published and they get some notoriety and people want more of that. They want more of that original magic. And as soon as you have that pressure of other people telling you what they want from you, then it's like, well, I, I'm just kind of like repeating a moment in time that doesn't exist anymore. I'm, I'm just giving you what, you what you want so that I can get applause or I can get money or I can get another contract. And so when you use Facebook and and Instagram, just make sure you're not using it in a way that, like, well, I know if I draw uh, puppy dogs, I'll get more likes. Well, Jesus, man. I mean, that's great and all that you got a bunch of likes because you started drawing puppy dogs, but it doesn't make you a very well-rounded individual. And you're also kind of pandering towards that dopamine high that you get from people liking your work. I mean, could you work? Here's the question. Could you work for the next couple of months without posting anything on Facebook? or Instagram or could you still follow through with other drawings and only use the ones you know will get likes you know but keep some for yourself you know um, so that's kind of the, that's kind of the weird 
thing about about where we're at with art it's i think it's more uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for there is more art happening now than i can remember when i was in high school and I think that social media has played a big part in being able to have access to all the different people that draw. You get to peer into all those hidden little sketchbooks around the world that you know used to be tiny islands that weren't connected to anyone else. And now all these little sketchbooks can come together on these social platforms. I think that's neat and it's inspiring. Um, I think that it's really cool um, that, that that we have that. But just you know, just remember, man, that. You don't have to necessarily create art just for the likes, you know. It's okay to also make art, you know, just for you. No one, no one really has to like it. And I think when you, when you, you know, can build up your, you know, your your self worth, and and you realize like, like I don't really need you to tell me this is awesome. You know, that that's a that's a pretty good way to live. Um, you know, I do love this book. I got off on a little side tangent here, but again, it's called Visual Thinking by Rudolf Arnheim. You, you, once you realize you've seen this book a million times, it's big and bright and orange. Um, it's got some great ways to think about um, how the cognitive brings in, uh, or how the, how the cognitive reads what your sensory uh, brings in when you see something. What 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 is what does that invoke? What does that make you feel? And understanding that process of of um, if I paint a room red, it's going to make people more tense. So if I make this image more red, it's going to bring definitely bring more attention to this area. Once you understand how the cognitive kind of works a little bit more, then you can really really start to um, draw and paint in a way that makes people kind of uh, think. Uh, like, oh, I wonder why he did that. And, uh, and you kind of lead them towards a message. And that's when we really start to use art to its fullest, when we can have a visual language that um, can be shared amongst uh, a wide group of people, even if their native tongue isn't English and yours is, or German and yours is. We can use art to speak across. I mean, going back to the primal stuff, the cavemen, you could, you could read on their walls. I mean, you don't need... A, uh, a PhD to go, oh, they were hunters and they killed things to eat. I mean, that's like the most straightforward primal thing that there is. You know, in this day and age, our topics are more, you know, depression or, or you know, the ones, the heartstring ones are people with internal struggles, that anxiety, that, that just, they use art to really get that out. And so, you know, if we were the cavemen of the day and people had to appear into our lives, um, are you, are you, you know, what, what, what message are you sending? What is being uh, perceived and what is actually being, what can you reason out of this and how can you, you know, can you get your message across? Um, anyway, I, I really enjoy doing these podcasts and um, I'm going to bring Haram on for another uh, episode here soon. Uh, probably, probably this week. Uh, if you, if you missed it, go back about two episodes. Um, and I introduced you, my friend Haram, Haram, who's got a, I really like her, her kind of like straightforward and, and hard work when it comes to creating art. She's not afraid to um, kind of like leave herself out of the equation and just learn art for art's sake. Um, uh, that being said, if you enjoy this podcast, please go to the iTunes store, leave us a quick review and rate us. And what that does is it helps get us uh, higher up in the search engine for iTunes so more people can find the podcast. Um, you can reach us at iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Player FM, and as always... You can uh, go to www.bastardsart.com. And if you want to read uh, some of my uh, 
<clears throat> silly words on tattooing, you can go to my blog, which is Matt Hodel, H-O-D-E-L, tattoo.com. And um, yeah, after you're done with all that, you know, just uh, get inspired and go make something. Stop waiting for tomorrow. Stop what you're doing. Do a tiny little sketch. Take a break from the world. Just do something fun, man. I mean, life's pretty damn short, you know. Let's, let's enjoy this stuff, okay? Everyone have a good day. Bye.